Hi guys and welcome to episode number 111 of the Alcohol Rethink Podcast. What is up fellas? Firstly, apologies, there was no episode last week. So if you were hanging around waiting for that to come out, I do apologise. I went on a family holiday and it didn't get done. And it was interesting actually being away because, you know, as I do, I like to observe and whilst I was away, hi guys and welcome to episode number 111 of the Alcohol Rethink Podcast. How you doing fellas? Good to be back. It's been a couple of weeks since I last released a episode. So apologies if you were waiting for that last week, but I ended up going on a family holiday for a week and didn't get one out there. So I do apologize for that. And hopefully I'll make it up to you this week in terms of the episode that I've got to deliver. Um, just a little bit on my family holiday. We went down to the coast. It was nice. Did a little bit of paddle boarding. Spent some time with the kids. And it was good, actually, because I've got like a 15-year-old and a 6-year-old. And they've got very different needs. And being away for the week together, it was nice because we all got to hang around as a family. And my kids were like communicating and playing with each other so it was really really lovely came back feeling very refreshed no alarm clocks in the mornings and it's good it's good to get away and have a break it's definitely amazing to be down on the coast and be by the sea and just get into that salt water and it was pretty chilly still right but it's just good makes you feel alive for sure and even whilst I was away I was doing some mindfulness coloring in we got these I bought these colouring in books probably about five or six years ago. Um, mindfulness colouring in and like there's all these amazing intricate patterns and you can just colour them in. I, the first time around that I did them, I got really impatient. I got really bored. It made me feel quite fidgety. Uh, but I've picked them back up five years later uh, and was colouring those in whilst I was away and doing some reading and journaling. So it was very nice. And so here I am back here with the Alcohol Rethink podcast and since I've been away like a few guys have been getting in touch with me and just telling me how much the show has been helping them and it just fills me with so much warmth and gratitude for the work that you guys are putting in and to see all the changes that the podcast is helping you have in your lives like it's fucking massive man and I only want to see it grow because if we can all become you know, more conscious and, and, and more aware of what we're doing and why we're doing it, then we can all become a little bit kinder to ourselves and the world around us. So since I got back on the Saturday, I went to the first football game of the season and we won 4-0, man. It's fucking amazing. Like I really wasn't expecting it at all. But it was funny because after I left the game, I was walking back and I was just thinking like, you know what, like five years ago, if we'd won 4-0 on the opening day of the season, and it, was, it wasn't it was like a super hot day, but it was a reasonably nice day compared to what we've had recently, um, I was thinking at this point, as I was walking home, I would have been getting straight down the pub, I would have been making a phone call, and I would have just been getting absolutely bang on it. And I would have woke up the next day feeling absolutely awful, I would have just wanted and hated being around the kids because I just wanted to like be in my own little world and snuggled up on the sofa or on the whatever right and it was just so nice to just be like oh i'm just gonna go and go go home and we ended up actually going out for a friend's birthday in the town center 
Um, <laughs> and there was a couple of things that happened and it just made me so grateful that I don't drink anymore, man. Like the first, we went to this pub, which was a restaurant and we were getting some food, but the table next to us, because the football had finished, there was quite a lot of people out and about still. And of course, cause it was first day of the season, like lots of people were pretty drunk and there's this big group of lads next to us. And, um, one of the guys was really pissed and all, the, all his mates were taking the piss out of him and he was kind of acting up to it as much as he could in his drunken ways. And there was this point where, who um, who knows why, right? Like alcohol, obviously, but he decided to pick up a chair and pretend to throw it at his mate. And thankfully he didn't, but as he was putting the chair down, like he managed to just, with one of the legs of the chairs, just wiped out all of these pints on the table and glass fucking smashed and went everywhere and his mate nearly sat on it it was absolute carnage and of course it all got a cheer <laughs> from all of his mates right like they were all laughing and joking about it and for me i was sat there i was like oh, man i'm so glad i'm out of that shit and then literally no word of a lie about 10 minutes later just a little bit further down the high street this is the middle of our high street right like the most obvious place for anything to happen a massive street fight erupted. So the two sets of football fans had this massive tear up in the middle of the high street at like six o'clock in the evening. Um, and I knew of some of the guys who were doing it. And, you know, like they're all in their 40s or whatever. And I was just thinking, this is absolutely mental. Like, why, man? Like, they've all got jobs, they've all got kids, as if, like, they need to get arrested and spend a night in the cells and get done for a fray or lose you know who knows like so many different consequences all in the name of a couple of football teams that don't like each other and the common denominator of alcohol in the middle of it all <laughs> and so yeah it just made me really grateful and i just wanted to share those stories because you know i think when you stop drinking or you start taking a break from alcohol you really do start seeing things differently you start getting a different perspective like you start noticing what it's like to like observe people who are drinking because often if you're drinking all the time you're like you're not really aware or you don't pay too much attention to it but once you start man like once you are on the other side of the fence as it were you really do begin to see things in a different way and and for me that's all just like stacking up that evidence of why i no longer want alcohol in my life like even now right like five years almost in like i'm, I'm still finding reasons like oh man i'm so glad i don't do that anymore <laughs> And so, yeah, there's a couple of things that have been going on in my life, guys. So today's episode, right, I wanted to talk about, you know, I, on social media, and I'll probably talk about it myself sometimes, right, like we talk about this idea, this concept of about, you know, what alcohol promises and what it delivers. And I want to give you like my version of what that is. And alcohol actually doesn't really promise anything right like alcohol can't it's simply a drink and what i would offer for you guys is like be curious about okay so where does the promise of alcohol come from because it obviously isn't alcohol right like how can it promises anything but where does that kind of perception or myth that alcohol is doing something for you come from and perhaps we'll come up with some ideas as i go through i've got seven different seven different ways that kind of the false promises of alcohol let's call it that right and i'm going to compare it and give you the reality of what really happens with alcohol 
because I think it's really important as you guys know like to continually be like educating yourself to continually be like rethinking and challenging your own beliefs and perceptions around alcohol because the more you do that like the more you are giving yourself reasons motivation importance as to why you are going to change right like because going from drinking to not drinking like it's a big deal it's a big change so the more evidence the more you can support yourself in that the better and actually as i say that it just reminded me of a call i had with one of my guys earlier today and he has just taken a break from alcohol he took a 30-day break which is what my philosophy is right when i'm working with my guys i'm like let's just take a break and see what happens well not see what happens but like let's take a break and then notice what the difference is right because when you take a break from alcohol and you're doing the work in between right like you're you're listening to these podcasts or wherever else you are choosing to consume stuff about sobriety you are also you know looking at what your beliefs are and being curious and challenging yourself it's very different to just saying that you're going to stop for a month uh, and then drink at the end of the month right because when you do that you kind of you're just planning to drink at the end of the month still but when you take a break and you're doing this work in between it does something man like it gives your brain a reset and you start to see things differently and that's what happened for this guy he took a break from alcohol and then he decided that he wanted to experiment. He wanted to see what it was like to have a few drinks at the end of it all. So he had a, uh, a few different occasions through the week, had some drinks. And you know what? He didn't really enjoy it. <laughs> like He really saw that actually the reasons that he used to drink were not as appealing as the reasons they that he thought they were now, right? And what I mean by that is that he doesn't see alcohol in the way, same way that he did. Like he really sees it as he doesn't see alcohol in the same way that he did before he started that thirty-day break, which is pretty cool because, you know, if you're drinking fairly regularly, right? Like let's say at least a couple of times a week. Well, the chances are you've just adapted to how you feel when you drink a couple of times a week, right? Like you probably notice that you feel a little bit groggy. Uh, it takes a couple of days and then you feel better, but then you drink again, right? And so uh, like, over time, you just get used to that. Like that's just the the homeostasis, right? Like that's just what you're used to feeling. And so what doing a having a break from alcohol does whilst doing this work in between is really showing yourself what it's not, what it's like not to drink but also what it's like to feel different so he had a couple of drinks and he the, like the difference from when he so he had a couple of drinks and he really noticed how different he felt the next day like the hangovers felt that little bit worse the anxiety felt that little bit worse even if he didn't have large amounts of alcohol to drink like he really really noticed the difference and where in the past, if he was doing that like fairly regularly, he wouldn't have thought too much about it. But because he'd had this sustained break and because he'd been doing all of this other work, it really stood out, right? Like it really, really made a difference. So 
think about that, right? Like think about for yourselves, like what would taking a break for alcohol look like? So let's dive into the seven false promises of alcohol. And like I said, right, not alcohol, but let's be curious where they come from. So one of the first ones is relaxation, right? There's this myth, this perception that alcohol helps us relax. And to a degree, it does help you relax, right? But only because it's a sedative, because it literally sedates you. Because when you drink it, it starts doing things to you like it sedates you so many guys many that i work with right like they feel that need to unwind from the stresses of the day right like they want this escape they just want to stop their the thinking of all the things going on in their life whether it's to do with business or family or relationships or whatever it might be and that first drink right like it's going to have an effect right because it's a drug right you get that kind of sedative effect and you probably feel a little bit less stressed in those moments the challenge is as you know by now hopefully that is that it actually it doesn't really all it does is prolong it, right? Like Because you then realize that you have to have more alcohol in order to keep feeling the same way. And that relaxation that you think that you are kind of deriving, it actually turns into impairment, right? Like, you know, you, you, your ability to think is reduced, your ability to talk is reduced, you become a little bit more moody, perhaps. And, and when I say moody, right, like that could go both ways. Like maybe you feel like you become a lot happier or maybe you feel like you become a lot sadder, like it could go both ends of that spectrum. So relaxation is that first kind of false promise of alcohol. And the reality of that is, right, like, yeah, okay, so you get that initial relaxed feeling, but it comes with risks firstly because there's no such thing as a safe drink as you may well be aware but also as i was just saying right your coordination gets impaired like you can your inhibition is lowered so you might do things that you wouldn't normally do you know like fall asleep smoking a cigarette and stupid shit like that your memory is affected you might you know drink so much that you end up just like passing out or just have blackout and can't remember long spells of of your evening what is relaxing about that you know when you really think about it why does that feel so relaxing or really is it just kind of just wanting to check out so the second one second false promise is social confidence now this is something that i can really resonate with right like for me when i was younger i think drinking felt like it was the way that I was able to be more of me except it was bullshit because <laughs> I wasn't more of me I just had lower inhibitions right it felt like it was easier to talk to people but only because like the belief in how I saw myself was so low so a lot of people myself included think that it boosts social confidence but you know I can remember going out so many times where I was like, yeah, I'll have a few drinks, get confident, like go speak to girls. But then I'd just be so shit faced when I went to actually speak to girls, I wouldn't be able to talk and they wouldn't understand what I was saying. So it, do it doesn't really work. But then, of course, like in your head, you've, you've 
you sound you, well, I used to feel like I was this kind of comedian and that I was really funny and very articulate and man that is far from the truth so drinking for confidence like that's another one of those false beliefs around what alcohol does for us and you know it, get, it got me in a lot of trouble because I would say things to people that I wouldn't usually say and it would result in fights sometimes or it result in lots of other inappropriate actions shall we say and so that's the reality right like the reality of drinking because you want to be more confident is that you can almost become overconfident and reckless almost so you start doing things you wouldn't normally do you start engaging in risky behaviors that you wouldn't normally do right like sex unprotected sex you know like taking drugs getting in cars with people who've been drinking getting in a car and driving yourself when you've been drinking right lots and lots of different and stupid things that you would never normally do if you weren't drinking so the next one seb So the next false promise that alcohol delivers, and I don't know if this is necessarily a conscious one a lot of the time, or maybe it is for you, is escapism, right? Like thinking that you can just drink just to shut off the world, just to get away from all of your problems, all of your stresses, all of your challenges, right? And it could be kind of emotional pain, could be things from your past, could be things you're worried about in the future. You know, there's so many different reasons that you might choose to do it. The challenge is, it's just so short-lived, right? And the underlying problem or challenge, if you like, is still there when you stop drinking, right? Like, it doesn't go anywhere, it just prolongs it. And, you know, the challenge with that, again, is that the more you do that, the more you become dependent on it. And this is how we get into that kind of vicious cycle of using alcohol as a crutch or a coping mechanism, which can lead to addiction. So, here we go, the reality of that, and so the reality of that one is that the reality of that one is that it's just temporary, man. Like it doesn't go anywhere. And often what it does is it compounds and you can sh Sorry, my dog's barking. So the reality of that is that when you drink to escape, it's temporary. Your problems are still there the next day or whenever you stop drinking. And it often just compounds them, right? Because not only now have you still got that challenge, but you're probably feeling more stressed because you're going to be withdrawing from alcohol. You're going to feel more anxious because you're withdrawing from alcohol, right? You're going to feel more stressed because you just feel shit because of the, the amount of alcohol that you drank. So what starts as you, like your brain thinking like oh here's a really 
clever way to forget what's going on for ourselves actually increases that sense of despair or anxiety, if you like. So the next false promise with alcohol uh, is around fun and celebration. And I actually, I'm going to do a podcast uh, uh, around this one in more depth in the future about like traditions and rituals as, as humans, but also how they are centered around alcohol. But for the purpose of this podcast, we let's talk about it, right? Like fun and celebration. So, you know, you know, right, guys, it's everywhere. We use alcohol for everything, celebrating, commiserating and everything in between. Right. And, you know, we we feel like it enhances that sense of fun and it kind of contributes to having a, a lively atmosphere and increases the banter and feels more loving, you know. And it is very ritualistic in a lot of senses because you do a toast, right? Like, or at weddings, or you wet the baby's head, which is like a celebration of having a child. And like, I'm gonna go, as I said, I'll go into those in more details, but it it has a lot of uh, credence, right? Like we think that it creates a lot of joyful moments, but <laughs> it just doesn't stop at a couple of drinks, does it ever? It just always, well, I'm speaking from my own experience, but it descends into chaos a lot of the time, right? And drunken behavior kind of gets in the way of the, the celebrations. And, you know, I think about Christmas work parties that I used to go to and they'd just be carnage. Like, you know, free bars a lot of the times and people will just get absolutely wasted and lose jobs. Like that happened many times when I went out. I was actually the benefactor of, uh, two guys who had a fight at a Christmas party one night and I got the job of one of the guys who got let off, right? And it it just shows, like, you just you just do things that you wouldn't normally do. It's like, where's the fun in that, man? Like, losing your job, going to a work Christmas party, like, it just, it doesn't make any sense. So the reality is, is that, you know, like those, it's, it's, kind of alcohol ROI, isn't it? It's like the return on investment you get for that fun is often nowhere near as good as the actual fun, right? Like whether it's the hangover or whether it's even more costly than that, whether, you know, like you end up sleeping with somebody you're not supposed to or saying something you're not supposed to or fighting someone you're not supposed to, whatever, right? Like there's so many different things that it could show up. So it impairs your communication, right? Like you slurred speech, inappropriate comments, you know, inappropriate touching, difficulty in like holding conversations with people, talking over each other, right? Like so many different things and leads to lots of different conflicts. So we think that alcohol delivers this kind of fun and celebration, but at what point in the evening does that kind of stop, right? Like you think about when you go out and you, you drink to have fun or whatever, like, I'm just thinking now, like, you know, halfway through the night, maybe a little bit earlier, like it quickly, it turns into something completely different. It's no longer about the finest, about the alcohol. All right, so we've got a couple more promises that I've come up with here with you four guys. And the next one's improved mood, right? 
thinking that alcohol is going to make you feel better. And fuck me, you see it all the time, right? Like The other day, my partner was watching the TV program and there was this guy and he was... Um, he was going through a bad time and he was trying to create something and someone came up and said, oh, here you go. Here's a, a lubricant to get your creative juices going. And essentially, he was just offering him a drink of whiskey or vodka. I can't remember what it was, right? As if that's going to help you. <laughs> you know, like I, I watched Brooklyn Nine-Nine on TV. It's quite funny. and But like so many times in there, the references are like, oh, well... Do you just want to get drunk instead? Like whenever they're going through like these hard times, they're like, oh, let's just go out and get drunk instead. So there's that kind of association that in order to improve your mood or to get over something, like have a drink. Um, but, you know, alcohol is a depressant. It doesn't really help. Right? It might feel like it does in the minute, in the moment, but actually in the long term, again, like the depressive nature of alcohol can lead to you feeling worse, you know? And it can have even dire effects the, if you drink heavier and heavier to like long-term mood disorders because, you know, when you drink and drink and drink and you're getting all that dopamine and then you're not drinking, like you're, you're, the pleasure you get out of life is diminished dramatically. And your brain's like, well, the only way we could be happy is to drink. And already you can see how that's just a recipe for disaster. And so the reality is, is like mood swings, depression, you know, I think I've shared this before, like when I used to work in the city and I was going out every weekend clubbing and doing drink and drugs, or whatever, you know, the beginning of the week, I'd be very moody. The end of the week, I'd be quite happy. And like even one of the people there thought I had bipolar. And it's, you know, just the contrast of what it can be like to drink alcohol is huge. So that mood that you have or like the moods your emotions like how you feel can be really affected by alcohol and it just doesn't make sense right it's such a paradox but like you end up drinking the thing you in order to feel better you end up drinking the thing that's making you feel bad in the first place a lot of the time yeah not good uh actually yeah and so this next one in crazy So here's another uh, false promise of alcohol, if you like, and that's enhanced creativity. And, you know, I know some of the guys I work with, they're musicians or artists and things like that. And, you know, the, in those environments, in those cultures, there's a lot of emphasis on like doing drink and drugs in order to be creative, right? Like you've only got to look through the history of time and think about some of the biggest artists. And yes, they may have come out with some amazing things, but like that creativity was already in them, right? So some people believe that alcohol unleashes that, right? By reducing the inhibitions and allowing them to just kind of do things differently. And there's a lot of lot of associations, as I've said, with, with artists in the past. Like I think about the Beatles in particular, right? Like some of the stuff that they used to come out with. But the reality is still, right? Like alcohol is like impacting your cognitive function. It's like leads to distorted thinking and poor decision making and rather than that kind of like true creativity that comes through it's just coming through this kind of chemically oh, oh what's it? It's, it it's rather coming through like this chemical cocktail of what's been added to the brain 
So the reality is, is like, it, again, it impairs that function, right? Like, it blurs judgment, it affects your memories, like all of these things. And then the final one, guys, for what alcohol promises, and I'm sure there are many, many more, right? <laughs> but it's about like alcohol helps you to connect, right? That social lubricant, quote unquote, that helps people bond and to get on with each other. And, you know, like, it, it helps people to kind of loosen up. Like that's a word that I hear quite a lot around alcohol. And the fact is, is that, yeah, it may do those things, right? But it can also lead to a lot of misunderstanding, a lot of miscommunication as well. And what can seem like a, a great moment of connection is often forgotten about the next day or there's so much shame around like whatever has been spoken about that it gets ignored or the opposite right like all of the insecurities and all of the fears come out and it ends up getting very verbal and not very pleasant you know and I think about in my relationship with a partner like in the beginning it was great but like over time the more we were drinking like the more like my insecurities were coming up about the relationship in terms of our past and our present and like get very moody about it and not want to talk about it and that is not connection that is definitely the opposite of connection and so like since i've stopped drinking like that has changed hugely so yeah, the reality, guys, is the, the conflict it can cause, right? Like we think we're connecting, but we're not really connecting. We're just... <clears throat> the reality is, is that is, is that truly connection, right? Like are, are those conversations, deep and meaningful conversations you have when you're drunk, are they going to be remembered? Are they going to be things that you, you're able to talk about when you're sober? And if the answer is no, well, that's something to get curious about, right? Like, because if you can only have that conversation when you're drunk, maybe there's a reason, right? Like, maybe it only feels safe to do it in those moments. But d is that sustainable? Is that what you want? Or again, is like, is that a way that you are creating dependency on something to experience your life? All right, there you go, guys. So, alcohol doesn't promise you anything, right? It can't. It's literally just a drink. So what we want to do is start like looking and seeing this as an opportunity to explore well where how or why do you believe what you do about alcohol now this is one of the exercises i do with my guys right in the beginning and when we're working together is like really starting to understand like well why do we believe what we believe about alcohol and do i want to continue believing it is it true and that all starts with taking a break, right? Like take a break and you start seeing things a little bit differently. And when you start seeing things a little bit differently, that's when change becomes so much easier. All right, guys, until next time, great to be back. I will see you again soon. Take care and bye-bye.